Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. And then I want to also ask you about, uh, it's hard to believe, but Roseanne Barr, and she has been tweeting uh, uh, outrageous things, but she tweeted about the Obama administration and Valerie Jarrett and uh, made a, a really horrendous comment about Valerie Jarrett. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, VJ, meaning Valerie Jarrett. Now she has apologized to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans, saying, I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. Uh, I mean, what do you have to do on social media to get fired from a show on it and welcome back to a special edition of flyover politic podcast it's the 31st of may year of our lord 2018 and i had to do a, a podcast on roseanne I, this is the epitome of what i've been talking about for two years on this podcast it is what's wrong with our country there are standards for liberals there's standards for conservatives this is one of those moments. It's coupled even better with my severe hate of the media and how they act. That's MSDNC breaking the news with Joy Reid, who, as we'll see and remind ourselves, was just caught doing homophobic shit. She's even a truther, but she is a source of this information. Yeah. And they were slammed for it. Following discovery of the homophobic slurs and intense speculation about our own future, AM Joy host addressed the situation. I do generally do not believe I wrote these those hateful things, told her viewers, adding, the person I am now is not the person I am then. Caleb Hull, great now, do Joy Reid next. Everybody's asking MSNBC. Media watchdogs were quickly to notice the irony that Reid was used by MSDNC to offer her opinion. James Gagliano, wow, how utterly ironic. Joy Reid and the Reverend Al was brought on to lecture on racism and presumably homophobia as well. Let that sink in for a moment. Another one, that's rich. Another one, Joy Reid. Roseanne should be fired for a social media post. Also Joy Reid. I honestly do not believe I wrote those hateful things. MSDNC brought Joanne Reid to get criticized. To criticize inappropriate tweets. Brought on to criticize inappropriate treat. Are you fucking seriously? Can you possibly be this tone deaf? We're asking a bigot who lied about being a bigot, who used social media propagator bigotry, and then again lied about it. How far one, does one have to go to lose their job on MSDNC? Another one. What the hell does someone have to do to get fired from the network these days? To help me answer this question, I'm bringing Joy Reid and Brian Williams, Stephen Miller joked. Mark Simon wrote, looks like the only network Roseanne could work on now is MSDNC. They had a host accuse a racist post, anti-gay post, anti-Muslim post, and don't cancel their show if they apologize. Steve Polberg, as it happens, has been one month of Joy Reid's hacker, the one who made her old anti-gay blog post slightly more anti-gay and manipulated the Wayback Machine, remains at large. This morning, I asked MSDNC for an update in the investigation, but haven't heard back. Real Jack. Where was this outrage when Joy rewrote hateful, racist, and bigoted post, then repeatedly lied about it? How about Kimmel mocking Melania accent? 
Roseanne knew it was wrong to say and apologizes. Your show is done. Just more examples of double standards. Then BuzzFeed, surprisingly, of all places, I did not expect BuzzFeed um, to actually give a frick in this situation. An article from today. BuzzFeed unearths Joy Reid post-questioning 9-11. It's worth taking a second look. I'm Phil Grippen. Call your office because you might want to actually do something this time about Joy Reid. Early Wednesday evening, BuzzFeed news reporter Joseph Bernstein and Charles Wartzel published a piece revealing that she had published a March 22nd, 2006 item on her website, Reid blogged, and encouraged readers to check out 9-11 truther documentary called Loose Change 9-11. Bernstein and Watson know the easily debunked conspiracy theory laden document was produced in part by InfoWars' Alex Jones, alleged that the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center are in fact planned by the American government. Here's a full transcript of Reed's post. Page freeze, sorry. I might have posted this forward, but there's an updated version of the documentary now called Loose Change 9-11. The fundamental question is, do you believe the official story on 9-11? If you do, great. If you don't, even everything that happened after that is called into serious question. Even if you're agnostic or you tend to believe that Al-Qaeda attacked the World Trade Center or Pentagon and that the government had no warning such a thing could happen, it's worth taking a second look. Here's the link. Let's reiterate, read second to last line. It's worth taking a second look. She's a truther. See, I'm not surprised because Van Jones, whitewashing of America, senior fellow to all sorts of liberal organizations, he's a truther. He signed a document. It took all sorts of freaking pressure to get him to leave the White House. Wasn't from the media, it was from conservatives. Yeah. Joe Bernstein, neither Amos DNC or Joanne respond to requests for comments. We don't know whether Reed would attribute these old posts about 9-11 being an inside job to her hacker. What did the left say? It's pretty amazing Joy Reed is really a target when an institution that's 80% white male has been past perfect with their bias. Considering the media has a skewed bias, wondering if there's more here. They don't, they don't care. Kirk Wilcox, pretty amusing to watch the people who cried last week about the NFL violating free speech suddenly celebrate ABC canceling Roseanne because of a tweet. By the way, neither case is a free speech. Tommy Codwell, this is the point that we'll get to later on. Do you notice each time the media does a Roseanne tweet story, they always add a strong supporter of President Trump? But when they do the Harvey Weinstein story, they never add a huge donor, major supporter, and close friend of Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, accessory, etc., excuse me. They never do that. That's what this is all about, friends. But we'll get there. Molly Knight, Roseanne Network wanted to showcase the average Trump voter, and that's exactly what they got. Chris Hayes. Roseanne's problem turned out to be that she's far too authentically represents the actual worldview of a significant chunk of the Trump base. You feeling it? Momo. Chris really needs to believe this so he can justify calling Trump voters racist to smear everybody with guilt by association. Cheap, dumb, and transparent. Prominent liberals run around calling everyone in sight Nazis, but no one bats an eye. Known loudmouth Roseanne suddenly paints half America as a chuckle-dragging, a knuckle-dragging racist, you friggin' people. 
another. Yep, we're all racist, uneducated country bumpkins who hate women. Might as well just call us a deplorables. The tweet itself. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Valerie Jarrett is not black. She's Iranian. It was a joke. I've seen the picture all over the world on Twitter of her and the female ape from the original Planet of the Apes. She looks just like her. That's why we got rid of it. That's why we canceled a series with 14 million viewers an episode. Hmm. You think that's it? This show is more for liberals than it is for conservatives. I hope a lot of liberals tune in. Because you're full of shit. You know it's not what it was. Sean King. How in the world does ABC and Disney justify this? Roseanne literally just said that Valerie Jarrett, who is senior advisor to President Obama, is like the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes having a baby. This is gross normalization of bigotry in America. Chelsea Clinton, gnash her teeth. Kate Bennett, ABC, you're going to cancel her show for this insanely racist tweet, right? Other people asked her, I hope everyone who had a problem with Shell Wolf's White House correspondence routine shows the same level of outrage over this, because this is pretty fucking disgusting. Michelle Wolf got a TV show for her comments. It's on Netflix. Sarah Gilbert came out. This is incredibly sad and difficult for all of us as we create a show that we believe in or proud of and that the audience loves, one that is separate and apart from the opinions and words of one cast member. This one cast member is the star of the show. Without her, there's no show. You hitched your wagon to a racist star. She's been racist and transphobic in years, and you had choice about working with her, and she is unabashed bigot. You made the choice. Can't shake the devil's hand and say you're only kidding. Yeah. That's that's how they acted. That's definitely how they acted. Chris Saliza. ABC did something today Donald Trump has yet to do in his presidency. Draw a moral line in the sand. That leads us off. I have two great CNN comments. I'm going to start with the first. Samantha Powers. Listen to what we're starting to get to the point. What this is all about. Anything no, I wasn't surprised at all because I don't think he ever really takes an opportunity to uh, to condemn racism, even when his own, when people, you know, the alt right people were uh, attacking a journalist, Julia Yaffe, and he was asked about it, you know, for being Jewish, and he just said, "I'm, you know, I have not, no message for my fans," you know, rather than saying, "Oh, maybe my supporters shouldn't be sending pictures of a journalist with their head photoshopped on," you know concentration camp victims head so I'm not surprised by that at all and I'm also not surprised frankly that he has turned this into a grievance because that's what he does and that's what a lot of his voters like is that to be in sort of this state of perpetual grievance that that they have it so hard even though none of those things that he mentioned comes anywhere near close to what Roseanne Barr did to Valerie Garrett well to your point about the way Trump supporters and people file these grievances uh, yeah the the, the point that he made did not come close to what some other people have said that did not have the same reaction from ABC or the mainstream media or networks in response to their racist comments. You can go down the list. What Joy Behar has said, Jimmy Kimmel and his blackface, Joy Reid. Joy Behar saying something about Christians is the same as saying that, that 
Valerie Jarrett. Well, as a Christian, I was a child of an eight. As a Christian, I would take well, offense a, to her. First as of a all, Christian, I'm a Christian also, as a Christian, and she apologized for it also. As, right. And, and you can't seriously say that's the same thing as saying a woman is the child of an eight. Sure. Then what about Joy? What about Joy Ann Reed and what she said about homosexuals? What about Cedric Richmond and what he said about Kellyanne Conway, Cedric essentially Richmond, calling her a whore? What I about what about uh, Game of Thrones uh, putting George W. Bush's head on a stake? What about Joy, Joe Biden, the former vice president, joking, saying that you can't walk into a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts without having workers having an Indian accent exactly or President Obama about. have a Main Street African-American who's articulate, bright, clean, and nice-looking guy, or Harry Reid, the senator, saying oh, President Obama was light-skinned with no Negro dialect unless he wanted to have one. Karish, you're doing exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's always about the grievance of the Trump voters rather, is, rather those, than just saying that are, something's wrong. It doesn't matter that things these things other things happen. Those well, I mean, just everything you just said would make sense for any president except President Trump, because I don't think he wants to move past it. I think this is what his voters like. Grievance. To be, we are aggrieved. P look how hard we have it. The big bad liberals are so mean to us, and they're such a double standard. And so he goes right into that, because that's exactly what they want to hear. And then we get the list of all the other things that, you know, that, that are, that's so unfair. Never mind that he's the president of the United States. Why does he even care but, but if someone Kirsten, apologizes Kirsten, for these things? You know, and even to say, like, none of these people paid a price. I mean, Kathy Griffin didn't pay a price. She paid a price. I, I, you know, um, Joy Bahar, I think she, didn't she call Mike Pence? I mean, she apologized for it. I mean, the idea that there weren't apologies is, is not accurate. And it, but even if there weren't, grow up. Perpetual grievance. Yeah, we've been in grievance since 2009 when your, your president, the one you love so much, Samantha Powers, Start the bully pulpit that everything we've ever believed in is wrong. We're all racist homophobes. He was articulate as saying deplorable. Then Hillary said deplorable. And your network backed her up with, yeah, they are deplorable. There is a grievance nation. The one you really don't want to pay attention to is African-American grievance nation that always says everything's fucking racist. That's been going on so bad that most white Americans walk around going, I'm a horrible human being. And then somebody gets up there and they say, no, you're not. Look what Democrats have actually done for black people. Nothing. I'm going to do something for black people. Then they go out and do it. And people start waking up. People that aren't politically connected and start going, you know what? I'm sick of being called a piece of shit because I don't believe in gay marriage. Because I don't want to fucking turn into a, trans, a transgender overnight. I don't think my kids should be transgenders until they're fucking adults. I'm sick of always being called a racist because I don't agree with the next cause du jour. I'm sick of being called a sexist, but I've never been sexist to anybody. We have all sorts of grievance. And don't even get me started on a media that is jerking off to this. This would never happen to a conservative. Conservatives, or excuse me, liberals. No liberal show will ever be taken off the air. They can say whatever they want. They can be as heinous as Michelle Wolf. CNN will have them on. Like they did Tom Arnold. This Tom Arnold. That's a lot of extra words, real Candace. So you can suck racist dick by trying to insult an actual hero, Sean King. Ha, 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 ha. Mega. Hmm. So, it was canceled by Channing Dungy. Not going to read a lot of things. 
I'll just read excerpts because Channing Dungy, an African American, is friends with Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, and Valerie Jarrett. Now, I want you to think about all the horrible things I've said about conservatives. Did a president of a network ever do this? Call and apologize to Valerie Jarrett. You think that will ever happen? Ever? But that's what she did. She called and apologized to Valerie Jarrett and got on Vice, which she should do. Valerie Jarrett's running around trying to be higher than thou, and she's saying this is a teachable moment. Everything's a teachable moment with the Barack Hussein Obama administration. It's a teachable moment. Yeah, the teachable moment to America, by the polls I've seen, is if you're conservative, don't say shit. You're under different rules. Liberals can say whatever they want. But if you're conservative, shut the fuck up. The cancellation, this is an article literally from ABC, who wrote, ABC praise for quick decisions. That was an article on the website. This one, uh, the cancellation after racist tweet sparks mixed reactions. Mixed. In a statement, blah, 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 is a born, repugnant, Disney CEO Bob Iger, there's that, there was only one thing to do here, and that was the right thing. Alright, we can get, get rid of him. Uh, let's see. Acclaim director Ava Duvarney chimed in for the record. This is Channing Dungy. She wrote on Twitter, sitting on top of your world like a queen in full judgment of your garbage, taking it out. Roseanne. Yeah. They, they love that one. And Navarro, win-win. If you abhor racism, good news is Roseanne canceled. Good for ABC, Ben Sherwood, and the whole ABC family. She would never say that if a liberal got taken off there. That's okay. Tony Pazansky. I'm baffled how racists can make a show about being a racist and get brave reviews by other racists and then be canceled being racist. Maybe we should have never even done the Roseanne reboot. Gee, did you hear that? Because that's what this is all about, folks. It's great that ABC finally took a stand against Roseanne racism, but the side of her isn't new, and they knew it. David Rubin, Roseanne exercised free speech, and ABC had to end her free association. Now it's on you to either support her or not, boycott ABC or not, or share your own opinion as free person or not. Once again, freedom is messy. But it's better than the alternative. Matt Walsh, Roseanne Free Speech has not been infringed. The company is under no obligation to keep keep giving you a paycheck when you engage in blatant racism. Please don't embarrass yourself by making this a First Amendment issue, which kind of surprised me. Karen Hunter, one really ignorant, small, hateful woman, single-handedly killed a show because of her actions. Fellow actors, writers, everybody loses their job, blah, 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 blah. Then Hollywood, Sean Wheaton, excited for the literally anything else that Lori Metcalf and John Goodman will do. Rita Moreno, the real Roseanne, you break my heart. You're, you are sorry, excuse for a human being. How odd that you as a comedian have forgotten that meaning of a joke and a personal comment. Your mean, meanness is staggering and will earn you a ticket to a sad, lonely, and sorry life. Minnie Driver, so proud of ABC for having the ethical compunction to cancel Roseanne despite the show's huge number. We too make a show about a middle class family. Come and watch us instead. Speechless. We were all PC. Shonda Rhimes. Thank you, Channing. Thank you. Kunjay Najani. I'm glad Roseanne is canceled. The backlash to his cancellation is going to be a deafening nightmare. Nothing good has come of the entire thing. Uh... 
another one, Ashaw Tyler. I'm glad that ABC took a stand. We as a country can and will be better, more welcoming, more inclusive. We reach out so many people in the entertainment industry to make a good voice for good. We can and will become, once again, the beacon on a hill. It's a Trump thing. You feeling it? Deborah Messing. I heard Rosanna's cancel. My reaction, tears. I'm so relieved and grateful. The hate that has been spewing from those in Trump's orbit has really taken a toll on all of our souls and psyches. I didn't believe it would happen. I had lost faith. Thank you, ABC. Billy Eichner, a horrible person. Roseanne, and fuck your nostalgia. Go work on mad about you if you're so damn nostalgic. And the media, we're going to play MSNBC, followed by CNN. They were all in on getting rid of a show that doesn't sing their tune. I mean, if we're going to be honest, Steve Schmidt, some of that had its um, uh, birth in the Sarah Palin crowds. I mean, you and I both saw it. And while uh, across the Midwest, John McCain was reprimanding his supporters when they called President Obama, then Senator Obama, Muslim, Sarah Palin reveled in what you just described. Post the economic crash, when it was clear we were going to lose, we had supporters in these crowds were frustrated. It made us cringe. Our candidate denounced it. But let's come forward now to 2018. We have a president of the United States. And first off, any of these people who are working in a political capacity in this White House, they are complicit with this. They are not hostages. They are not serving the better angels of our country. They are coarsening the country. The level of lying, the level of deceit, the level of attacks on our institutions, uh, the sundering of the country for political purposes, all of it. It is deliberate. It is purposeful. It is premeditated. They know exactly what they're doing. There's a political strategy to it. It is not providential. It is not accidental. And you either look at that and you recognize not only is it bad, it's borderline evil. But for a lot of black folk in this country, it seems as if in the generality, white people have lost their damn minds. And we have to raise our children in the midst of this. There's something deeply insidious that, that's borderline evil here. And it's not just simply Donald Trump. It's about the moral monsters that are running around this country and claiming it as their own and making so many people vulnerable. It's an everyday thing, but the, the, the danger of what we saw with Roseanne is the normalizing of it at a high level. Roseanne is not a comedian in a nightclub. She is a number one television artist. She is a defender of this president. And one of the things I think we need to understand is we knew that racism hadn't gone anywhere, but it's been emboldened by a president that this career on birtherism, which in itself was race-based, and has given these dogs that empowers someone like Roseanne, but reality set in because ABC not do business and continue to have somebody like that. As Here's the thing. White America has been raised to believe, A, the police are always the good guys, and frankly, that black lives matter less than white comfort. And until we deal with that... Until we deal with the reality, because here's the problem. When you, when you, 
aspects him because how much of this is also about gentrification because we've had issues where a neighborhood where somebody who would have been familiar to yeah. the residents now is unfamiliar to people who've moved in and now are uncomfortable in the process. Right. Well, the irony is that the gentrifiers of today, their parents or their grandparents ran away from the city to get away from black and brown folk. And now their children and their grandchildren are saying, oh, the suburbs, there's only so many olive gardens I can go to, so I need to go back to the city and get my life in the city. But when I do that, I need to have my hot yoga studio and my pottery studio and my stuff represented. And if you intrude on that, I will then call the police. This is all part of a larger problem. We cannot solve it just in the prosecutor's offices. We have to look at it as a housing issue and education yep, issue. It is the business side of things, the swiftness with which Disney acted. Explain how Disney got to this decision as fast as Bob Iger did. It's almost as if they knew something like this might come one day because <laughs> the swiftness was extraordinary. You never see big corporations act this quickly. And hours after these tweets came out, um, not only was the show pulled off the air, but they had state ready. Uh, Channing Dungy, the president of ABC, issued a statement, and they were just quick. They even pun- expunged Roseanne from the press site at the ABC website. We're She's very, already very gone now. If you go to ABC TV right now, you can't find evidence of Roseanne anywhere? No, it's the extraordinary thing, because three weeks ago, Roseanne was the centerpiece of ABC's fall lineup. This was the... Don, what do you think? Is this about Roseanne Barr? Is this something bigger at this point? Um, both. But it really, it's about Roseanne Barr. I mean, Roseanne Barr is a bigot. It's racist. Her tweets, her language, which she said in the past, what she just said recently mm-hmm. over Twitter... It's evidence of that. So let's call it what it is. And let's, you know, don't say it's racially tinged. Don't say it's offensive. It's racist. It is offensive, but it's racist behavior. And she's exhibited it for a while. Not only racist behavior, but bigoted behavior, anti-Semitic behavior, mm-hmm. uh, homophobic behavior, on and on and on. And she continues to get these opportunities. Why does that happen? That doesn't happen for a lot of people. That doesn't happen, especially for people of color. So why does Roseanne continue to get another opportunity after another opportunity after another opportunity when she has exhibited awful racist behavior? That's a good question. But the the bigger picture is about, as Valerie had said, and I said it even before her, Mm -hmm. this is about everyday racism, the normalizing of everyday racism and bigotry and hatred and conspiracy theories, that this president does that. Roseanne repeats it. And she promotes it as well. They're doing the same thing. Let's not forget this started as a conspiracy theory. Some of the same conspiracy theories that people who are in support of this president also promote and believe themselves. So it's all connected. It's about... And I forgot one. Here's ABC making news about themselves. Tonight, President Trump, who celebrated Roseanne before... Even look at Roseanne. I called her yesterday. Look at her ratings. Look at her ratings. ...has so far not condemned her racist words. Instead, the president tweeting about Disney CEO Bob Iger, the head of ABC's parent company, after Iger called Jarrett personally to apologize for Roseanne's racist tweet. And this morning, the president tweeting, he never called President Donald J. Trump to apologize for the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Maybe I just didn't get the call. 
ignoring Roseanne's words completely. And when pressed on this today, the White House at first complained of a double standard before eventually saying no one is defending Roseanne. President simply calling out the media bias. No one's defending what she said. Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, called me uh, before the announcement. He apologized. That got President Trump's attention. He tweeted, Iger never called him to apologize for the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Maybe I just didn't get the call. ABC late night host Jimmy Kimmel responded, maybe you were out playing golf. Trump's press secretary put a different spin on it. This is a double standard that the president is speaking about. No one is defending her comments. They're inappropriate. Thank you for making America great again. Yep, it's all about Trump, which is what this is all all about any way you want to do it it is about that because in the process of doing this all the media links it to freaking trump trump voters the root monica judge lent her voice the chorus of those calling on abc to cancel roseanne and then all the people who hate him like Dan Pfeiffer in the pre-Trump era, ABC would have taken action against Roseanne by breakfast. The fact that they haven't shows how much Trump election is mainstream racist views. M Block U attacking all the act- actors. Monica Judge, Ben Carson is a monkey of a porch variety. That's the thing she said. That's the thing she said. And it's okay. It's okay. The very people at ABC Quotes said that. Think about it. Rose Cyan gets her show canceled because a joke. Meanwhile, Joy Reid, Joy Behar, Keith Overman, and Jimmy Kimmel reap the benefit of the liberal double standards saying much word. If it wasn't for double standards, there'd be none at all. That voice couldn't get through. Because here's Lauren Duca. Just to be clear, you're waiting... Less than a full day to ask how Roseanne can be forgiven for overt racism and using it to promote a book. That's Lauren Duca attacking Sally Cohn. Yeah. That, that's, that, that was all happening over and over and over and over and over. And then the dam breaks. The decision's made and the truth starts coming out. First of all, Channing Dungy is an African American who's linked to the Obama administration. Emma Kenny, all, some of the actors say, I don't want to work there anymore and try to beat feet. And then this bombshell comes out. According to sources, ABC President Channon Dungy had a long conversation via phone with former First Lady Michelle Obama before deciding to cancel the Roseanne show. Michelle Obama was reportedly enraged and insisted an apology was inadequate, developing. Stop. Just stop for a second. And think out loud. How many people in the Bush administration? How many people in the H. Bush administration? How many people in the Trump administration? Including Kellyanne Conway, Sarah Sanders, have been demeaned to a amount that is beyond saying Planet of the Apes, Muslim Brotherhood, had a baby about a senior White House official. 
a Republican president, A, has never called to get somebody fired. B, if they did call, nobody would pick up the goddamn phone. Because they don't care. Same team. We're linking it to Trump. We hate Trump. It's all about the fact they never wanted this show. They panned this show. They thought it was horrible that this was on the air and a Trump voter just like last man standing. No conservatives could be in Hollywood. No conservatives could be on our airwaves. No, we won't allow it. And the pressure broke the dam for ABC. And I think they made a huge decision, which I'll get to later. This is going to backfire on them because people like me are not going to watch ABC. My wife's not going to watch Grand Anatomy anymore. I'm not going to watch the freaking Goldbergs. I just refuse to turn on that channel. We took it out of our DirecTV queue. You can't, it can't be racist, which is not even a black person. But it was about Trump. And it was about Trump voters. And I give props to this lady. But this is CNN. And this is what was said on air with no blowback. We confront this head on, we can begin to hold each other accountable. And hopefully, ultimately, the president of the United States of America has to be held accountable as well. How do you count this, Michaela, the argument that some people are making that Roseanne Barr maybe felt empowered to mm-hmm. talk like this because of President Trump, even though, I mean, look, she's got a history of saying things like this completely on her own that have gone back before this administration. How do you count that with the rapid-ish response from ABC? Yeah, well, they they made a connection together, right? When he's when um, Trump said that, you know, touted her ratings, almost took credit for them, said it was about us. So they, they made their relationship clear. And he's made it more popular, I think, to be... Um, openly racist and i think it's important that we don't make trump seem this untouchable thing you know that everyone gets no one gets to be trump but trump tens of millions of people voted for him after he showed his cards for years but are you so suggest- have- are you suggesting that they're racist or Absol- they're yes the, yes. the, the people who vote all the people who voted for donald trump are racist. yes but they may not they may, may not be violently racist they may not the, um, um, he's targeted. He's very clear and strategic. Look, anti-blackness is a strategy that has been um, the foundation of part of the American proce- uh, yeah. project. So, if you you have to, we have to grapple with the idea if that if you heard someone call at their rally say, "Build a wall, kill them all." If you heard someone say that the current sitting president yeah, was the N-word. People, listen, you know that people interpret this differently. And to paint with as broad a brush as you right. are, saying that everybody who voted for him is racist, right. you know how people operate. They but, compartmentalize, and they'll say that people compartmentalize during Bill Clinton, right. and you overlook the things that you're uncomfortable with because you like the policy. But here's, so here's, here's what we... Broad, a brush but racism isn't broad. So what what you're not hearing is that there's so many different levels of racism and how it works itself out. Yeah, right? I hear you. So there, and there's levels that. to how it is interpreted and it's levels to how it is it is acted out. And most of the time we are operating in racist structures. So you as an individual may not be may not understand that you are racist, but you are working in a racist structure. So that's how policemen of color can be participatory, right? So it's not as 
It is so complicated, and that's why we have to have sustained, complicated, nuanced conversations that ground themselves into history. You're saying the structure is racist. Right. And, and the, you know, look, it's just uncomfortable because look, we interview obviously you, the Trump supporters call all some, the time who but what do you would call never in their real life say that they or even act racist. That's the part. That's the part. People do not want to say okay, or that even they are racist. They would, I mean, you know, they're in multi-ethnic marriages, right. they've adopted children of color. I mean, there's just, look, America's a big melting pot. There's right. all sorts of people with different motivations. But I hear you. But that's part of it. About the the system and that that's right. why we're having this conversation. And it takes a lot of work because you can be racist and married to, to a Muslim. Right. It is possible. You know, when so we have the to. The 50 million, we're talking about your 50 million yes. people, 90% of Republicans who will say we voted for taxes, we voted for Supreme Court justices, we voted for all of these things. Right. You know, this was not a vote because we wanted to pick the most racist guy. Well, well that, that was their candidate, right? But what we have to have the courage and the moral stamina to do is to really un, 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 look at what, what you were voting for, right? So all those taxes and policies... How do they work out on people of color? How do can they I, work out on, on poor people? And also the midterm. At the same say, time, yeah. we got we got Stacey Abrams, right? That happened in Georgia. So what yeah. we're doing is we're seeing us unravel a very complicated sure. American project. Sure. But, but can, I, can I say this? Can I jump in right quick? The, the, the reality is when Martin Luther King Jr. was at his height, most Americans did not believe that what he was doing was That's morally right. compelling. So the reality is this. They've always said, we're not against Martin Luther King Jr. integration. We're just against the racist mixing because the Bible tells us that interracial mixing, mixture is a sin. So when you talk about a moral framework, I think what's important here is to talk about the relationship between a structure of social injustice that perpetuates itself. There's a need your participation in order for it to be unequal and people's own bigotry and bias. So we have to, we have to disaggregate all that data. There is there's racial bigotry, there's racial bias, there's racial structures that perpetuate inequality. And true, of course, people can say, look, I'm not for a guy. Mm. If you if you poll them, they'll say, I'm against racism, I'm against anti-blackness, but then they are attracted to Donald Trump. So the question you have to ask here, are you putting your consideration for taxes and the Constitution right. and your understanding of conservative life above the reality that along with that comes a vicious repudiation of a large segment of the American population. That's where we began to clash with the ideals of ourselves and who we truly are. So America uh, maintains a kind of collective delusion about its own reality, and at the same time, there's the truth beneath. What we got to do is to argue with each other, have conversations with each other, so this stuff becomes explicit, so we can put the poison outside of us and begin to negotiate in good faith. What this does sound like, though is what got Hillary Clinton into so much trouble during the campaign, where she made the comment about a basket of deplorables who vote for Donald Trump, that that, that is why people would pick him, that, that you are racist. No, we don't have to demonize everybody. No, Donald I disagree Trump. with you. Okay. We don't have to demonize everybody. Look, look, I, I, I could, if we got to a point where we can honestly say on the other side is an opponent that I don't demonize, what we're missing here is the degree to which even the white working class, which has been seen as the valuable uh, commodity in this last election, what they don't get is a couple things. First of all, a rich billionaire is not your friend. Mm -hmm. Secondly, when Martin Luther King Jr. was in jail and his jailers came to him and said, you know what, Dr. King, integration is wrong and segregation is right. He said, no, it's not. Then he asked them, how much money do you make? And when they told him, he said, you need to be out here marching with us. 
Racism has hurt not only people of color, but poor white people who don't understand if they tossed in with black and brown and red and yellow people, they would have a greater aggregate and a greater force for social justice than being divided. The viciousness of white supremacy is that it blocks the ability of even working class white people from seeing an ally in a person of color. Right. Yeah, this obviously only scratches the surface uh, of right. this discussion right now. I mean... But we sure. really appreciate you guys having this conversation on New Day. Thank we you. really appreciate you always coming on and being willing to talk about these really tough issues. Michaela, Angela Davis, Michael Eric Dyson, thank you both very much. They love this. This is the only thing I have a problem with Roseanne's tweet. You fed their bullshit. Their bullshit is there's no way you could vote for Trump over Hillary unless you are a racist. Which, once again, I talked about all over and over and over and over on the show. How is voting for a white woman, a white man over a white woman racist? But, you know, that's their thing. They got to make it all about it. But you're all racist. It's Trump voters were watching it. Trump voters are piece of shit. Don't give them anything. Don't give them anything. It must get off the air. They were waiting for something to get it off the air. So I have two things to show how the fuck we get here. Number one, every show I do college crazy. And hypocrisy. We're going to go into how we built up to a world that, just like I said a couple podcasts ago, the liberal lines always being rewritten on what you can say and what you can't say. They rewrite it, and it only applies for them. They could say whatever they want, but you can't. And we're going to rewrite it over and over to fit our will and to use for political purposes. The media, Hollywood are using this to get people fired the fuck up and punish, the, no, excuse me, they want to punish Trump voters for being Trump voters, and there's multiple tweets saying we need to keep this for the midterms, this type of fire and support and grassroots effort. They need to use this. See, look at Roseanne, that's everybody. If you don't vote Democrat, you're voting for racists. Never mind that we don't have any policies to change anything except for go backwards. If Trump was smart, he'd get up there like Obama. You could either go forward with me or you could go back in the ditch, just like he did for eight fucking years. Because that's what they want to do. They want to reduce, they want to increase our taxes, take away the tax breaks. They want to fucking re-regulate America and punish it for being a powerful country to, under the guise of fucking green energy and all this other bullshit and put you in a cave while they fly around on jets. It's political. And this is how we've been here because they keep writing the, rewriting the lines. Marquette doubles down on campaign against iWord. Marquette University has elaborated on its guidance urging students to drop the I-word when referring to illegal immigrants saying the term illegal violates a cherished legal principle. According to school, the term strips others of their humanity and eschews one of our most fundamental and cherished legal principles of innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Rewriting it. Illegal. Can't say it. I mean, they don't have papers. They're not residents of America. They're here, but oh, you're you're, you're they're guilty. You, you have to wait. We're not going to get them to that court case, immigration hearing. We're gonna we're gonna hide them in one of our sanctuary cities, but you can't say illegal anymore. 
other university. Conservative professor claims he was fired over political beliefs. A conservative professor is suing New Mexico State University alleging that he was fired because he's running for Congress as a Republican. Every week I say this. University hosting privilege workshop for white folks. Humboldt State University is hosting a series of workshops in June to help white folks better understand the concept of whiteness, privilege, and microaggressions. Yeah. Planet of the Apes, Mothers and Brotherhood, that is racist now. But every week we talk about it. It's the only tool they have in their kit bag, racism. It's how they scare people, these mindless sheep that vote for people with a D behind their name, who everything is faux social justice outrage. Other school, university department promotes BLM leaders anti-Israel post. Bryce is the guy, and he tweeted this. Someone's white tears were enough to force me to remove this from our leadership page. Please share widely on your personal pages. That's what he said. He's a white guy. For two weeks, we've heard this. Professor, NFL kneeling rule, example of Trump's authoritarianism. UW grad slams white liberal peers for phony activism. Professor files restraining order against student who looked at them. So we've been building this forever in our colleges. And this gym. Transgender woman tries to join women's gym. Then this happens. In Wilmington, New Zealand, a transgender woman who hasn't had a gynecological surgery to look like a woman was turned away from a woman's gym. Penelope Mansell, 49, went to Revive Fitness Gym to make a, take a tour with the expectation that employees would try to get him to join. That didn't happen. Mansell told the New Zealand Herald, I talked to a lady there who launched straight into questions. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you if you're transgender. I thought it was inappropriate. She said it was company's policy that transgender people are medically authenticated. Mansell claimed the gym wanted to see a medical document certifying that he's had the full fledge before they let them go into the room. Up in outrage, all over Twitter. That's their world. The very fact that you don't want women, your wives, daughters, fucking mothers, to go take a dump with a guy, biologically, under the last five years, that makes you a transphobe. The President of the United States drew the line. Yeah. And now we get to the hypocrisy. Louis Farrakhan issues Sunday call for an end to white men. Louis Farrakhan, leader of the Nation of Islam, called for an end to white men on Sunday morning, saying that their nature is not in harmony with the nature of God. Farrakhan went on to claim that white men had squandered the time God gave them to rule, alleging that they had chosen not to rule with righteousness, truth, justice, or fairness. Farrakhan's message included a list of traits that he believed were in the white man's nature, namely murder and dishonesty, and he added that while white people were slaves to their natures, that what black people do is by learning from your master. Farrakhan also raised eyebrow earlier this week when he said Donald Trump is destroying every enemy that was an enemy of our eyes. How is it hypocrisy? New York Times whitewashes Democrat ties to anti-Semite Farrakhan. 
New York Times whitewashed several Democrat ties to the Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan article that ran Wednesday paper. Farrakhan is a notorious racist anti-Semite who has praised Adolf Hitler, a very great man, called white people devils, blamed Jews in Hollywood for gay marriage, and described Jews as satanic. Several congressional Democrats have ties to Farrakhan, and the leader of the Women's March have publicly declared their support for him. The Times article on Wednesday focused on Democratic congressional candidate Leslie Cockburn, a former journalist running to replace Virginia Republican Tom Garrett. Virginia's Republicans have accused Cockburn of anti-Semitism over an Israeli book that she authored in 91. The Times portrayed that accusation against Cockburn as emblematic of a larger battle on the left. For the Democratic Party, Ms. Cockburn's candidacy will come to present more than a single house seat, wrote reporter Thomas Kaplan and Michael Tackett. The two reporters went on to paint a misleading picture of Democratic ties to Farrakhan. The Democratic National Committee Deputy Chairman Representative Keith Ellison of Minnesota has spent years trying to get beyond past association with Farrakhan, the anti-Semitic leader in the nation of Islam. But conservative news media continue to try to tar Democrats by linking them to Farrakhan. And Mr. Trump has used his Middle East policy to try to drive a wedge between Jewish voters and the DNC. Even an openly anti-Semitic candidate in Wisconsin, Illinois, and California run for office as Republicans. You see that? Yeah. The paragraph's misleading in three ways. First, as Daily Carter reported, and a Washington Post fact check affirmed, Ellison actually misled the public for years about his relationship with Farrakhan. The Times' depiction that Ellison spent years trying to get beyond his past association resembles Ellison's own spin. Here's how Ellison answered the question in 2016. We're talking about something that happened in 95. This was the year the Million Man March took off. People were attacking the march at the time. Man, I'm telling you, black in 2006, before I disavowed them, that's a ridiculous thing about this, that we keep on having to answer this kind of stuff. WAPO awarded four Pinocchios the worst possible rating for that statement. Second, the New York Times claimed that conservative news media continue to try to star Democrats, tar Democrats by linking them to Farrakhan and linked to DNC, DCNF article. The New York Times did not reach out to the DNCF for comment and didn't respond to requests for comment on the report. In addition to impugning the report, Reporters' motives without citing any evidence whatsoever. The Times portrays reporting on the Democrat Farrakhan Times as skin to a, akin to a smear. The Times did not mention that Democratic Illinois Representative Danny Davis praised Farrakhan in three different interviews with this reporter in February and March, including a March five interviews where Davis said he wasn't bothered by Farrakhan's Jewish questions. Davis's home paper, the Chicago Tribune, slammed the congressman. For the relationship. Then there's Democrat Senator Brian Shantz of Hawaii called Farrakhan unacceptable and progressive coalition or any political coalition. On March 8th, at the Farrakhan again accused Jews of secretly controlling the FBI to persecute black people. Anti-Semitism has no place in American society, Schatz wrote. The same day, South Carolina Representative Jim Kleinberg declined to comment on Farrakhan. Clyburn, the number three Democrat in the House, still has yet to denounce Farrakhan ever. Ever. Third, the Times used fringe anti-Semite denounced by a Republican Party to downplay ties between Farrakhan and a longtime Democratic Congress member. The paper noted that openly anti-Semitic candidate in Wisconsin, Illinois, and California are running for Congress as Republicans, but didn't inform readers that Republicans have denounced and condemned all three. Meanwhile, Democratic politicians refuse to announce their association with prominent racists and anti-Semite remain influential members of comments, Congress. 
And this article doesn't even cover the photo that reporters and Barack Obama buried before the election in 2008. That's okay. But that's just one. The other one is abortion world, where the media never reports anything, and you have not heard this. Report Planned Parenthood caught doing abortions on 12-year-old assault victims, then not reporting it. You've not heard that. You saw the media cover for the baby part harvesting. But that's okay. Saying Muslim Brotherhood, Planned the Apes had a baby, is horrible. Killing babies and chopping them up for fucking body parts. That's okay. That's a lie. They never even asked PPFA about it. It's a hit piece. Hit piece. A pause on the hypocrisy. Brittany Packnett. Brittany Packett. On Mar- uh, May 30th. We got Roseanne canceled. Keep that same energy for the midterms in 2020. We got to cancel some House seats, governorship, and entire presidency. We got Roseanne out of here in less than 12 hours. Surely we can get Trump out of here in two hours. We most definitely can get Ted Cruz and company out of here in a few months. See what happens when tweets and phone lines are suppressed like votes. The same energy. Keep it. Yeah. That's okay. Let's not even think about it. Then we get into the celebrity hypocrisy. Third wave feminists really are on their own worst enemies. The fact they continue to push ridiculous notions any woman has separate rights from men and that there's anything real about reproductive rights proves they don't really care about women's equality. Women are far more than our vaginas and our uterus, ladies. But hey, the rage gets clicks and taps, right? Hey, anti-choice men, you now all have to have vasectomies, all of you. No exceptions. And now you know the fury of someone telling you what to do with your bodies and whether you should reproduce. Michelle Wolf. Let's remind ourselves of Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf not done insulting Sarah Sanders. Few people applauded when comedian Michelle Wolf made fun of the White House press secretary Sarah Hannah Huckabee Sanders at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's because it was more offensive than funny. She poked fun at Sanders' appearance, accusing her of lying, and nicknamed her Uncle Tom, but for white women who disappoint other white women, with the press secretary sitting feet from her. Wolf insists that her mention of Sanders' smoky eyes was not about her physical appearance. Most media pundits, including liberal ones, disagreed. The backlash got so bad that the White House Correspondents' Dinner had to issue a statement distancing itself from Wolf's act. Her monologue, they explained, was not in the spirit of the association. Media outlets like The Hill were so unamused by the monologue that they informed the White House Correspondent Dinner they would not be attending next year's banquet sans any major reforms. None of the backlash has stopped Wolf from targeting Sanders and her comedic material in her Netflix show, The Break with Michelle Wolf, 
Wolf uses the press secretary as an example of feminist hypocrisy. Sanders tweeted a message to Democrats earlier this month calling them out for trying to block Gina Haspel's confirmation to be the first female CIA director in history. And what did she say? Here's a bite from her show. This show is called The Break with Michelle Wolf because it's literally a break. And also, my name's Michelle Wolf. There's a lot going on in the world right now. Hey, you. Oh, my God. I highly recommend the Stirrups feature. I don't have time for emotion in my sex. Look, a TV came from the ceiling. Congratulations! The point is, we're all gonna die. The Break with Michelle Wolf every Sunday beginning May 27th, only on Netflix. And the desk was... Very expensive. She gets a show on Netflix. Yeah. There you go. That's not hypocrisy, huh? How about attacking women at whole? Joy Reid once again. Here's Ivanka Trump. She posted a beautiful photo, professional photo of her with her baby daughter. Here's an on-air statement about it. Now, the president's daughter, Ivanka Trump, is facing intense backlash for something that she posted on Twitter. It's a photo of her embracing her two-year-old son. Critics are saying that the post is really tone-deaf amid the reports of families being separated at the Mexican border. Joining me now to discuss, we have White House reporter Sarah Westwood and Kate Bennett with us. Uh, th- why do you think this is something that really struck up with people, Sarah? What's the timing of this tweet that is really generating so much criticism because it comes, like you mentioned, amid scrutiny of the administration's policies, letting the government separate children from their parents at the border. President Trump himself was tweeting about it over the weekend, describing it as a horrible law. Uh, And it's not the first time that Ivanka Trump has been accused of insensitivity on social media. Recall, for example, in January of last year, right after her father was inaugurated, she posted a picture of her and Jared Kushner in fancy black tie attire, right after her father had sat controversial travel ban. And there were thoughts and protests erupting at airports all over the country. She weathered similar criticism. And once again, she's being accused of touch. And Sarah, I mean, the, the policy is it's become enhanced under the Trump administration. That That's the case. I was speaking to one source today who said you are seeing more separations than you did. There used to be an effort to keep parents and kids to get foster situations near the border. Now they're getting uh, kids in centers who are not. I mean, these are little kids. So that's also part of it, right? Because you're looking at like a, a child who is who is young with Ivanka Trump. And we're talking about people this age being separated from parents. Right. I mean, for the Trump administration, they're actually highlighting this and trying to use it as a deterrent for future illegal immigration rather than just uh, some sort of problem that the immigration law enforcement officers have to confront. Sometimes they're enhancing it, highlighting it, trying to use it as part of their messaging for potential future illegal immigrants. It's interesting. Ivanka Trump, obviously, she's the president's daughter. She's also a senior advisor. So there's this question about when it comes to his policies, what is her role when it comes to accountability? The former first daughter, Chelsea Clinton, who is friends or has been friends with be Ivanka, friends. Ivanka Trump, uh, told The Guardian, Ivanka's, quote, an adult. She can make the choices for herself. I mean, she's 36. We are responsible for our choices. In 2008, I was really proud to support my mom, but I disagreed with her fundamentally on a few things. 
particularly her then opposition to equal marriage rights for LGBTQ Americans. I never defended that position because it wasn't what I believe was the right thing. In a tweet screen about it, here's Joy Reid. You almost never know her father's administration, to which she's an advisor, was brutally separating migrant children from their asylum-seeking parents and lost track of 1,500 of them. This is untrue, of course. It's debunked by the Daily Wire's Jane Barrett on Tuesday. The feds have not separated, nor did they lose 1,500 children. The nearly 1,500 children in question came in the country without their parents, thus could not have been ripped from the parents' arms, nor could they have been described as lost, as has been initially claimed. Patton Oswald, he gets a job on ABC. Isn't it just the best snuggle, your little one, knowing exactly where they are, safe in your arms? It's the best. The best, right, Ivanka? The best. That's okay? That's okay to do. Nothing wrong with attacking a woman who just posted a picture of her baby daughter and Mediaites ABC employees can attack her. I know why they're attacking her. They're trying to cover for the horrible fucking pictures from 2014 under Obama! Which you all lied about and tried to make current. The baby bus. Under Obama! And let's talk about ABC. The View co-host, Mark Mike Pence Faith, brings flood of complaints to ABC. Do you remember what happened to it? Does anybody remember? Behar just had to apologize. Yet this show goes on air every day on ABC and says shit like this. Yesterday was Memorial Day, and the guy in the White House marked the occasion by tweeting the quote, those who died for our country, our great country, would be very happy and proud at how well our country is doing today. He went on to brag about the economy, unemployment numbers, and rebuilding the military. Now, lots of people, including veterans, kind of called it tone deaf. Uh, uh. First of all, Obama, it's, you know, Obama pulled the U.S. out of the Great Recession and the economy has been steadily improving since. So he can't really take credit for anything that he's done. Uh, He also inherited low unemployment numbers from Obama. Uh, The unemployment rate for blacks and Hispanics declined dramatically under Obama. That's not the point, though. The point of Memorial Day. Well, that's one of the points. Well, but I think the greatest point is that we should be talking about our fallen soldiers who have lost their lives for our country. And I actually think that it was I was actually taken back. I was sick in bed on my computer. And when I saw it, I was actually like shocked by it, which I know Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be shocked anymore, whatever. But people like Jake Tapper were going over the weekend posting photos in the names of fallen soldiers. And I think we need to say the names. Matthew Stanley is a a guy who died in 2006 in Baghdad. Mm -hmm. And my father wears his bracelet every day. I think that we should say the names on Memorial Day. And next Memorial Day, he should say the names of every soldier who has been killed in Iraq and tweet it back and forth because it was so tone deaf and so insulting to every veteran who died. You know, you're forgetting. Yeah. 
odd to me is that he calls himself sort of this law and order president and, and talks so much about his support of the military and, uh, you know, never talks about the fact that he had these five deferments because of bones and that he never served, but then does something like this, that it is so very tone deaf. He's sort of making Memorial Day about him, a day about fallen soldiers when he was never but a the, soldier. But the hypocrisy of yeah. it. He said things about your dad. Let's not the forget. about gold that Gold Star family. family. Yeah. He, he has been. He, he said that Viet, VD was his Vietnam. I mean, this guy has no concept of what anybody did in any war. He has no idea. And the narcissism in this man is palpable. Yeah. And now we see exactly who he is. Everybody should know it by now. I can't. I'm sorry if you still support him. I can't. But will that be? Since its debut, the female-led talk show panel on The View has been notorious for putting everyone from celebrities to public figures and even fellow co-hosts in the hot seat. It's no surprise that the show has seen its fair share of controversy and uncomfortable encounters over the course of more than two decades on air. But with so many awful experiences to choose from, it's difficult to pick favorites. Innocent until proven guilty. At this point, few people are jumping in to defend disgraced comedian Bill Cosby, who's battling numerous assault allegations made against him dating as far back as 1969. But in 2014 and 2015, Whoopi Goldberg came to Cosby's defense on The View. During a November 2014 show, Goldberg asserted, Settlements don't necessarily mean you're guilty. Then in 2015, after more revelations were made, Goldberg defended Cosby again. Still, I know it's a shock, but you actually were innocent until proven guilty. guilty. However, she switched her stance following an interview with chief legal analyst Dan Abrams of ABC News, eventually conceding that about 50 women falsely accusing Cosby was highly unlikely. If this is to be tried in the court of public opinion, I gotta say, All of the information that's out there kind of points to guilt. Potty mouth. In a controversial and cringeworthy moment in August 2015, co-host Kelly Osbourne tried to make a point about then-presidential candidate Donald Trump's immigration plans, but her ill-articulated feelings fell flatter than flat. Discussing Trump's comments about Latinos, co-host Rosie Perez argued that such rhetoric was detrimental to dealing with immigration issues in the United States. Osborne chimed in. If you kick every Latino out of this country, then who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump? Oh. Osborne's comment sparked outrage, and she later issued an apology on Facebook, saying, I will take responsibility for my poor choice of words, but I will not apologize for being a racist, as I am not. If I didn't mean it like that. that. Come on. Walters and Woody. Woody Allen and Mia Farrow's adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, has gone on the record numerous times to accuse Allen of sexually abusing her when she was just seven years old, including a letter in the New York Times detailing her allegations against Allen. The View co-host Barbara Walters came under serious scrutiny when she voiced her opinion during a February 2014 episode, sharing that her experience with Allen and his family revealed no signs of abuse. I have really seen your father as sensitive and as loving and as caring as as Woody is and Sunji to these two girls. She doubled down, suggesting Dylan's timing was suspect. But she is doing it now because he's up for an award. Co-host Sherry Shepard pointed out that Alan's current wife, Soon Yi, was also one of Pharaoh's adopted children. We also know he was with Soon Yi when, when she was very young. Uh, Mia had adopted this girl when she was young. Woody was around her. The conversation only got more heated. The fact that, that he likes, quote, younger women, that has nothing to do with of, whether of or not. That are not of age. 
17 is not of age, Barbara. Right. The backlash on Twitter was swift, with viewers accusing Walters of silencing abuse victims and displaying favoritism. O'Donnell versus Hasselbeck. Many of the most outrageous and controversial moments in the history of The View have occurred between co-hosts. Arguably one of the most infamous was the on-screen blowout between Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. During a May 2007 episode, O'Donnell and Hasselbeck got deep into it about the war in Iraq. Leading up to the fight, O'Donnell predicted that getting into a conversation with Hasselbeck about the issue would result in accusations that Rosie, big, fat, lesbian, loud Rosie, attacks innocent, pure Christian Elizabeth. An increasingly heated discussion erupted about the co-host relationship and whether Hasselbeck would defend O'Donnell in the Republican press. But you are my friend yes. since September. Yes. Do you believe that I think... Our troops are terrorists. The whole thing culminated with O'Donnell telling Hasselbeck, You said nothing, and that's cowardly. No, no, no. While co-host Joy Behar pleaded for a commercial break. Go to commercial! Let's go to commercial! Sticking up for Mel Gibson. In July 2010, Mel Gibson's career seemed to be in the balance following offensive, racist, and sexist rants leaked online that were alleged to be recordings of the actor screaming at and threatening his then-girlfriend. On the show shortly thereafter, Joy Behar said of Gibson, You're an anti-Semite, you're a misogynist, and you're a racist! Co-host Whoopi Goldberg invited controversy when she jumped to Gibson's defense, saying, I don't like what he did here, but I know Mel, and I know he's not a racist. It was Goldberg's personal relationship with Gibson that gave her pause. But I can't sit and say that he's a racist, having spent time with him in my house with my kid. On a later show, she stood by her statements when called out by guest Joan Rivers. You don't like him, that's okay. okay he's my friend, I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay, so okay, the Holocaust happened. Now let's continue. Walking out on Bill O'Reilly. Former Fox pundit Bill O'Reilly appeared on The View in October 2010 to publicize his book Pinheads and Patriots. The hot topic for the segment was a mosque that was slated to be constructed near Ground Zero. O'Reilly was dead set against the mosque and bickered with the hosts. Meanwhile, co-host Joy Behar made bunny ears behind O'Reilly's head and called him a pinhead. The last ended, however, when O'Reilly said that the mosque would be inappropriate. Anchored by the racist undertones of O'Reilly's comments, Behar and Whoopi Goldberg got up and walked off the set. Making light of stalking. In 2008, sportscaster Aaron Andrews was the victim of a horrible stalking incident that involved a man videotaping her through a peephole as she undressed in a motel room. The View host Elizabeth Hasselbeck landed in hot water after making light of the crime during a May 2010 episode. In the segment, Hasselbeck talks about Andrews' costumes on Dancing with the Stars, saying, However, for the past, like, three weeks, she's been wearing, like, next to nothing. Then related the crime to what Andrews was wearing, saying, I mean, in some way, if I'm him, I'm like, man, I just could have waited 12 weeks and seen this a little, a little bit less without the prison time. Andrews responded by calling the comments a slap in the face to victims of stalking and sexual predators. The next day, Hasselbeck tearfully revealed she called Andrews to apologize and added, Really sorry, and I wanted to offer that publicly. Surprise departure. Host star Jones took matters into her own hands in June 2006 when she interrupted the show to announce her departure from The View on air, much to the surprise of her colleagues. She told the audience and her visibly shocked co-hosts. The show's moving in another direction for its 10th season, and I will not be returning as co-host next year. She thanked her co-hosts, the crew, and viewers before sharing, I'm not sure what the future holds, but I'm absolutely sure who holds the future. 
Barbara Walters later explained to the New York Times that it had been in the works for months between producers and executives. She told them, They had done a great deal of research and her negatives were rising. The audience was losing trust in her. They didn't believe some of the things she said. Walters said on the show the day after Jones' announcement, We didn't expect her to make this statement yesterday. She gave us no warning. And we were taken by surprise. Ann Coulter being Ann Coulter. Conservative author and controversial media personality Ann Coulter appeared on The View in September 2012, promoting her book, Mugged. She immediately ruffled feathers when she said, Race-mongering has been very bad for America. Liberals use it to promote causes that have nothing to do with blacks and, in fact, harm blacks. And went on to say that for black people, the O.J. Simpson verdict was a good thing. And that ended up being the best thing that ever happened. Goldberg challenged her theories. Please stop. If you're going to talk about race, at least, at least know what you're talking about. And called on Coulter to... Tell me how much you know about being black. Goldberg continued to be visibly distressed by Coulter's statements and was eventually bleeped for saying how she felt about Coulter's thoughts. It didn't matter whether they were Republicans or not. Insulting nurses everywhere. In September 2015, as the View panel watched a clip of Miss Colorado, Kelly Johnson giving a speech at the Miss America pageant wearing her nurse's uniform, Behar quipped, Why does she have a doctor's stethoscope around The social media response was almost immediate, with nurses creating a hashtag, Nurses Unite, and calling for Behar to apologize pointing out that all medical professionals regularly wear stethoscopes. The American Nurses Association also responded, releasing a statement that derided Behar for using her national platform and influence to mock Miss America contestant Kelly Johnson as if Johnson were wearing a costume. Behar later apologized, saying, It's not like I was trying to be funny. I, I just, it was just stupid and inattentive on my part. Thanks for watching. Click the Nikki Swift icon to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, check out all this cool stuff we know you'll love too. This is good. This is not as great. Multiple past rape allegations against Bill Cosby have resurfaced once again. And here's how he handled it when he was asked about him in a radio interview this weekend. Listen up. There have been uh, serious allegations raised about you in recent days. You're shaking your head no. Uh, I'm in the news business. I have to ask the question. Do you, do you have any response to those charges? Shaking your head no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His lawyer did respond, though, if I could just read it real quick. His uh, lawyer said over the past several weeks, the decade-old discredited allegations against Mr. Cosby have resurfaced. The fact that they're being repeated doesn't make them true. Mr. Cosby does not intend to dignify these allegations with, that, with any comment. He'd like to thank all of his fans for the outpouring of support and assure them that age 77, he's doing his best work. There will be no further statement from Mr. Cosby or any of his representatives. Yeah. Yeah, this started <laughs> with a comedian, Hannibal Burris, who's a really funny guy, doing Very a local set in uh, Philly and he did a bit for about a month mm -hmm. about that you know there were teen women who apparently made this allegation different women about Bill Cosby mm -hmm. and he told a whole bit in it about his act mm -hmm. like you know mm -hmm. and uh, Howard Stern had him on and mm -hmm. said and he's like I've been doing it for months and all of a sudden it started blowing mm -hmm. up and the woman who uh, started the uh, she raised the allegations she said she was 17 at the time mm -hmm. living in an apartment that was paid for by Bill Cosby and her manager mm -hmm. and uh, she said that no one listened to her or the story would never get any national attention until this comedian brought it up mm. you know what's crazy for me though it's whether the allegations mm. are true or not it's the fact the 
venom that the public has when they go on social media, it's as if you are guilty until proven innocent. And, you know, if these are true, I, I hope these women have their day in court and I hope that he gets the punishment necessary. But if it's not true, a lot of people are rushed to judgment. And, and so I just, I just think that we should allow the process of law to yeah. follow. It's a tragedy or a tragedy, right? But it either follow, he, either right? he raped women. Isn't it, it was a settled. They had a settlement. So it, it already, they already had a settlement. So the, and the statute of limitations is over. Yeah. So it's not as if he could be tried for this. For I any think. of the other women as well? No, well, the third. No, the, no, one, no one has met these other women as of yet. And, and quite honestly, you know, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Having been on both sides of this where people allege that you do something, it doesn't matter now. This is out of the cat's out of the bag. People have it in their head. And I have a lot of questions for the lady. Maybe she'll come on. She talked you know? this morning. She answered questions on GMA, and we have a clip of it because I think a lot of people have questions. Yes. Do we have that? What did she say? I had one glass of wine, and the next thing I knew, I was coming to slumped over the toilet. When I went into the lawyer's office, he laughed at me. He treated me delusional. Who's going to believe that? Bill Cosby? Dr. Huxtable? Wow. Perhaps the police might have believed it. She went or, to the the or the hospital. Where you go, don't don't you do a kit when you say someone is raped? You don't they don't the police a rape kit is what it's called. Isn't that the next step once you make an allegation? Don't the cops take you into the into the hospital for it? Yes, they definitely right. do that. Um, you know, sadly, I've had friends and had to go to the hospital while they've been mm -hmm. given the rape kit. It's mm -hmm. a very traumatic thing for any yeah. woman. And uh, yeah, it's when she made the allegations when she was 17. Right. Then that's when 13 other women. And said, by the way, this right. happened to me. Right. This happened to me. Right. Right. And then there was a settlement. So that's the thing that's curious. Until well, this no, no. I, I can speak to settlements. Settlements don't necessarily mean you're guilty. No, I'm not saying it does. No, you, you generally settle because you just don't want to have to put your family through it again. You don't want to have to keep going through it again and again. And, you know, I, I hope that there is justice for this lady. I hope somebody gets to the bottom of this. But I am, I'm going to reserve my judgment because I, I have a lot of questions, as I said. It's crazy, but I have a lot of questions because I know we all have friends who have gone through this. Yes, it's we very awkward. It's hard. Isn't it awkward? It is well, awkward. It's more than awkward. It's a tragedy. Either 13 women were raped by someone too powerful to face the full weight of the criminal justice mm -hmm. system or an innocent man is being falsely accused. This is either a tragedy yeah. or a tragedy. So I sort of hate being part of the conversation about these stories. It makes me sweat. My I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know what the point. truth is. But yeah. either, you know, more than a dozen women were raped by a very powerful, famous man with I the means the to brush this under the rug. Right. Or yeah. they're lying about a man whose life's being destroyed. So either way, this is devastating. Right. And when you are a famous person mm -hmm. and you are friends with a famous person who gets accused awkward position to be in, especially if you're on a show talking about current events. I remember when Paula Poundstone was accused of inappropriate mm -hmm. behavior with mm -hmm. her children. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, that was my first experience of it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, called her up and couldn't get through. And her uh, actual trial date mm -hmm. was in L.A., was on mm -hmm. September 11th. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, was no longer in the news. Yeah. Kevin Clash, the Elmo allegations. Mm -hmm. When they're your friends... It is a very difficult thing because the allegations are serious and, you know, then they're your friends and, you know, 
What do you do? Well, you say, listen, this is a friend of mine, and I don't know. You know, this is not the person I know, but we'll wait and find out what happens. But I will tell you, you know, again, having been on both sides of this, you know. But have you ever been accused of a crime? Yeah. A crime? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and you can try to Google it. <laughs> and I'm sure we will, but I didn't know. Sucks. Well, you know, you can try to get it. You know, I've been accused of a lot of stuff, and I've had friends that have been accused of a lot of stuff. And one of the things that getting accused of a lot of stuff when you're famous does is it opens the door for everybody to come out and say, and me too, boss, and me too. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. So you have to really, like, take a minute and follow Follow the evidence. Follow what happens. Follow what happens. We see that, you know, other friends of ours in a similar position of being accused of something. So cops are still investigating. We'll know when we know. That's what I know. Muslim Brotherhood, Planet of the Apes had a baby. That makes the show go away, right? We'll close with Megan McCain's response on this. And then we just got to think about the other ABC shit. How about Jimmy fucking Kimmel? You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child. But let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad. Immigration practices, you feckless c- He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and dear father to f***ing stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes, okay? We'll be right back. The Warriors pulled out a come-from-behind win last night on the road against the Rockets, which had the best record of any team during the regular season. The Rockets missed 27 three-pointers in a row last night. And I think I know why. Look who was in the crowd. Why, none other than... Basketball superfan Ted Cruz sporting the super cool t-shirt over a polo look. Can you be embarrassed by a picture of someone else's dad? Because I am. When Ted arrived at the Toyota Center, some of the fans mistakenly thought it was Grandpa Munster bobblehead night. I mean, look at him. It's like, he looks like, and I'm not joking here, he looks like a blobfish. He looks just like the... 
That would, look at that, the new Rockets mascot. But it's not that surprising that Senator Cruz was at the game. I mean, if anyone, anyone knows basketball, it's this guy. You know, the amazing thing is that basketball ring here in Indiana, it's the same height as it is in New York City. <laughs> the basketball ring. Touchdown. So That's Samantha B on TNT and Jimmy Kimmel. That's okay, though, right? That, there's nothing wrong with that? Oh, because they're Democrats. I got it. I got it. So, so you can disparage women. You can call the president's daughter a feckless cunt and keep a TV show and compare sitting senators to horrible things. That's okay. Hmm. I got it. I got it, ABC. It, it makes sense. Hey, uh, Samantha Powers, do, do you see why there's a grievance industry in the conservative side? That's entertainment on ABC, TNT, HBO. Everybody's going after Bill Maher. I'm not playing him. He's horrible. But my set piece on hypocrisy starts a little something like this. ABC Entertainment has asked the Roseanne reboot over Roseanne Barr's abhorrent, repugnant tweet. And that's certainly the prerogative Though one wonders why they, they give a platform to a woman who baked Jewish cookies dressed as Hitler in the first place. Brian Seltzer. Why did ABC decide to cancel Roseanne per a Disney source? It's a question of right or wrong. And it's a question of our company's values. I'm on set with Brooke Baldwin on CNN right now. But if ABC is going to cite abhorrent repugnant tweets as the basis for canceling a show or terminating talent unemployment, why the fuck did Keith Operman just get an expanded role at ESPN. Both ESPN and ABC follow under Disney's umbrella. Meechax. So does Keith Oberman represent the values of Disney? Is Disney going to pretend Oberman never called Obama Almarosa Trump's pet? Or that he didn't refer to Michelle Malkin as a big mashed up piece of meat with lipstick on it? Oberman has a years long record of being flaming asshole, both, both on and off Twitter, but Disney's not offended by his misogynistic piggery or any of this stuff? Heather Camp Champion. This pig? A TV gig. We had a presidential election on time during a civil war in New York City elections on time after 9-11. And you want to postpone an election because your party of immoral anti-democratic fucks nominated a pedophile. That's one of his tweets. Oh, here's another one. Oh my fucking God. Donald Trump, you unbearable, unstoppable, narcissistic child. Can you shut the fuck up for one goddamn day? Hmm. Other article. Comedian. Hey, Roseanne Fire and ABC. Remember those awful tweets by your new employee, Keith Oberman? On Tuesday, just hours after Roseanne Barr apologized for a tweet describing former Obama virus, blah, 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 blah. It's repugnant. And she said she was on Ambien. That's ridiculous. The abrupt cancellation of the hit reboot of the show was met with applause from many, particularly her fellow celebrities who find Barr pro-Trumpism unbearable. But it was also met from the right by many who pointed out the double standards of media, particularly ABC. And a tweet noted by The Hill, political comedian Tim Young was among those highlighting the egregious double standards of Netflix. 
network. If Barr should be fired for a tweet, like many on the right, including Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity, say was the right move, then what about the tweets of a man ABC-owned ESPN just hired? Keith Oberman, whose record on Twitter could also be described as abhorrent and repugnant. I'm going to exit out of view so I can get big. And here are some of the tweets. Just some. One guy put together. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Then tell your racist, white, supremacist, neo-Nazi father to get the fuck out of our society. That's to a woman. What needs to be replaced is this motherfucker today, this morning, now. Any of them mention to you that we had a dem- domestic terrorist attack a week ago today and you still won't call it what it was, you cowardly fuck? You are the leaker, you stupid pea brain motherfucking traitor, resign. To hell with you, motherfucking traitor. Gorka resigned, so day, a day it's a total loss. Now leave the country, you Nazi fuck. You and Putin can go fuck yourself, you Nazi fucks. You will destroy this country. Go fuck yourself. Honest to God, shut the fuck up. You just denied health care to rape victims. Go fuck yourself. The hurricane's going to do less damage to schools than you are, motherfucker. Uh, sorry, I had a page freeze. Uh, oh, there's more. Yeah, there, there, there's more. I see why am I? So we're clear that is where the fucking lying anti-democratic fuck the American people with no fucking fuck marks. Let me repeat, read old Donald Trump about vets with PTSD, what I said to him today about defending dog prisoners. Hey, don't, hey, don't fuck you. It took you three days. It lasted 40 seconds. You never said domestic terrorism. Fuck you. So people are dead, and instead of con- condolences, you're attacking the elected authorities, you little rat-faced g- girl. Go fuck yourself. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. Muslim Brotherhood. Planet of the Apes had a baby. That's racist. Cancel a show. All of that is just a tipping point of the shit he said. I have read on this show how he called Kellyanne Conway a fucking whore. That was okay. Tim Young. The last thing ABC stands for is supporting someone who tweets awful things. Now over to Keith Oberman with sports. I have no problem with Roseanne losing her show because of her racist tweeting. My issue is the treatment of left-leaning entertainers do similar or worse and get a pass. Things the First Amendment doesn't apply to. Your boss at a TV network or any job firing you for your tweets. The NFL penalizing you for taking a knee during the national anthem because he got attacked. Other media figures have cited most frequently as example for media double standards, Joy Reid, who came under fire for past blog posts which have been decried from all sides as homophobic, transphobic, and continues to be employed in MSDNC despite having failed to fully take responsibility and apologize for the statements. In fact, the particularly jaw-dropping moment on Tuesday, MSDNC's Andrea Mitchell invited Reid to talk about Roseanne tweets, with Mitchell at one point even asking Reid, without a hint of irony, what do you have to do on social media to get fired from a top-rated show on American broadcast? Our intro. 
Mm-hmm. Other article. Conservatives see double standard on Rosine, Roseanne, cite Oberman, Joy Reid. Eric, Eric Erickson brings something new to the table. Like Alec Baldwin, Keith Oberman, and others, Roseanne Barr has a history of offensive, outrageous, back crap, crazy statements the left ignored. But the moment she was seen as pro-Trump, it became troubling. It should have been all along. Jack Probasek, Joy Reid gets a pass, Joy Behar gets a pass, Jimmy Kimmel gets a pass, Steve Colbert gets a pass, George Soros gets a pass, Roseanne canceled. Oliver McGee, I'm a black man. And I stand with the real Roseanne. Yes, she made a horrible joke and she apologized. I see comedians, actors, etc. make the same joke and get applauded for it. This is outrageous. Charlie Kirk. Joanne Reed repeatedly and intentionally published bigoted ideas over long periods of time, lies about it, gets help covering it up, fake apologizes, and Harold is a hero and keeps a show. Roseanne tweets something racist, immediately apologizes, and loses her show. Jesse Kelly, reminder, liberals will come for your career for wrong thinking. People on the right have had enough of it and will start returning the favor. I could read multiple. Just yesterday, Twitter suspended user Gay Patriot for harassment after he called Chelsea Manley Bradley. Conservative powerhouse appears to have been booted over use of incorrect pronoun. What did he say? Day Jew Diva, you're a traitor, Bradley. A traitor, Bradley. That's what he said. He didn't call him Chelsea. Redrawing the line once again. Redrawing the line. A user, gay patriot suspended from a Twitter for calling Chelsea Manning a traitor in January. An objectively true statement, no swearing or anything. You will hold the opinions Twitter wants you to hold or else. Dana Loesch. 90% of my mentions are 11,000 times worse than this, and Twitter has no problem with any of those. Anyone that's listened to this show, I have read you the horrible tripe coming from fucking blue checks. Which, by the way, Roseanne Barr lost this week. Blue checks have said about Dana Loesch. None of them. How about this? Coconut Crete officer suspended over social media post about Parkland survivor David Hogg. And my last example before Megan McCain closes our show. Google, in a little line below the search bar, recognize our fallen heroes. Bing. The entire page is Arlington National Cemetery. I just wanted to bring that in because that's our country right now. Megan McCain, who's on The View, is my end piece. Megan was like, really? Wow. Well, I think that in, first of all, I would like to say that what she said was blatantly, patently the definition of racism. Very mm-hmm. black and white, not to, uh, you know, use a pun that say that for yeah. 
have been so disheartened by what's acceptable in the world right now, what's acceptable in the White House. And it's refreshing to see someone take a stand and say, no, not at ABC, not at this company. Yeah. This is not acceptable rhetoric. And it's interesting that ABC holds a higher standard to their employees than apparently the White House does. Twitter, and then she was back, she was defending, then she was apologizing, then she was mm -hmm. defending, then she was retweeting. Threw you a curveball, didn't I? Yeah. It's politics. It's politics. Meghan McCain hates fucking Roseanne, hates Trump, because she's John McCain's daughter. Every other time she calls out hypocrisy. This time she didn't, because this is all politics. If it wasn't the tweet, they would have found another reason to take it off. They don't want conservative views on the world. They need to fill their world with nothing but the same thought. Because liberals are totalitarian pieces of shit right now. Not all. Just the far, far left hashtag resist movement. You cannot have another view. We're going to redraw the lines once we train you the way we want to. We're going to play free speech on a level that has never been acceptable in our country, ever. Free speech is for me, not for you. That's what our world is right now. No opposing views. We tell you what words are acceptable. Then we change them to make more words. Because we just want you to shut the fuck up. We don't want your opinion out there. And if your opinion does get out there, like on Fox News, then we're just going to call it fake news. We're going to keep calling it fake news. And say it's not real. We're going to spin it any way we want to. We're going to let our people say whatever the fuck they want to say about whoever they want to say. As horrible as Keith Overman does, and we're going to give him bigger roles. The View, Joy Behar, all of them. It's all fucking hypocrisy. I could care less what if Roseanne's on or off. It's not like my life's going to change. But this is a perfect glaring example for everybody of the fucking hypocrisy in our media, in Hollywood, and in the United States of America right now. If free speech is just what you agree with, what the fuck kind of free speech is that? And since we're hearing every mediaite, every fucking Hollywood piece of fucking shit come out and talk about the founding fathers, this isn't what the founding fathers envisioned whatsoever. If Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby is not within the First Amendment, then the First Amendment is nothing but a piece of shit nowadays. I just showed you way worse. It happens every day. Every day in America. Every day on social media, conservatives are banned for nothing. Liberals say whatever they want. I've had people say horrible shit to me. I've reported them. Nothing's happened. They didn't even get back with me. That's when I stopped doing it. What I say we do... Hit them where it hurts. Don't watch their shows. Don't watch any of the Obama Netflix shit. Eventually they'll realize there's more normal Americans 
than resist people in this country. And at the voting box, if any candidate, right or left, talks about this version of free speech, if you're voting for them, you're voting against America of what it is. We're supposed to be a melting pot of people who obey by the laws and can go on a street corner and say whatever the fuck you want. That's what we were about. Right now, 2018 America, we're being fucking controlled by a bunch of people that hate America. And that's the saddest part about this. The pages in Oregon, the far resist, they hate America. They hate when an election doesn't go their way. They can't abide by any leaders other than their own. That's not America. If only your view is a view, you're wrong. I've said it a million times. I think the transgender gay movement is a bunch of malcontents. I think they're all seriously fucked up in the head. They have mental illnesses, which is what American Psychology Society calls it. But I don't give a fuck if you fuck a goat or you turn yourself into a goat. I will not agree with it. And yeah, I call Bradley Bradley. Because he's a traitor. Any other transgender, I wouldn't do it. But Bradley's a traitor. Obama called him a traitor. And then pardoned him so that Hillary could try to get elected. I don't care. That's America. I have a daughter that stands for everything I don't. She's still my daughter. She's disowned me, but I didn't disown her. Which, happy birthday. You're 30 today. Doubt you listen. But I don't care. That's what America is. I spout everything I believe on this show, but if you don't agree with it, good. It's America. Believe what you want to believe. Vote for who you want to believe. Or vote for. I mean, for fuck's sake, folks. What needs to happen is conservatives need to push back. Conservatives need to produce shows. Conservatives need to do more. God's not dead. Because every time they do it, it's a success. And we need to start being like the left. Not go out in the street with a bunch of poster boards saying horrible shit. Don't watch it. Don't tune on the channel. I love the Goldbergs. I'm not watching it anymore. I will not tune to Channel 2, where I live. ABC doesn't exist. I won't go to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's my free speech. They can say whatever they want. But until normal Americans start acting like these far, far left people, all these organizations, businesses, and media outlets will never respect you, ever. Because you don't do that. They listened to that 1% of jackasses who made a big deal about Muslim Brotherhood, Planet of the Apes had a baby, and they canceled a series. Yet, as we just shown, way worse things happen all the time. And to be quite honest, if there's no room on our airways for people that are Trumpers, 
Why is there room for airwaves for people that are Obamaites, Clintonites? Why do we accept that as consumers? The whole Netflix thing didn't surprise me. You didn't hear me freak out. Because the media is connected to the DNC. I've been saying it for two years. And you just saw it. The 1% did a Twitter phone craziness. Valerie Jarrett owned a president of a goddamn network who doesn't care about being the network president. She only cares about her ethnicity. And Michelle Obama calls and forces a network to do something. Really think about it. This is no different than the FBI planning somebody on Trump's campaign and his administration. If that's okay to you, then would you allow that with a Democrat. Could the FBI be in the Democratic, or into, could the FBI have investigated Obama? If your answer is no, you're a hypocrite. It goes the same way. If you think it's alright, a first lady, a Barbara fucking Bush picked up a phone and told NBC, you need to fire that person, and they did it, and you don't have a problem with that, you're not a hypocrite. But I know you do have a problem with the liberals. It would never be tolerated. Fucking CNN would have been running panels on how the Republican Party is manipulating the media. That would have been the angle. It's fucking hypocrisy. A first lady of the United States pressured a fucking network to cancel a show that was their number one show and they did it so is that network about putting out entertainment or is that network about going to what the state wants that's shit that happens in russia and banana republics and it just happened in america and it's fucking bullshit. So that wraps up this episode, a special episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Comments about this episode can be directed to F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Get the show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Check out the Flyover Politics webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Fop podcast.com it's a theme there you can see links to feed for the show see links to our facebook page and you can also find that email there also there's an episode release page with every episode linked and a blog page our next podcast i'm going to push it back uh, i originally said it was going to be the fourth i'm going to put it on the fifth now got some good shit brewing on other subjects i'll probably step back on this one I hope you enjoyed this episode i know it's a couple days after the last one but i couldn't let this just sit it was impossible to do because this is the very fucking epitome of hypocrisy and media bias. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. And as always, thanks for listening and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Remember to check out our website at foppodcast.com. And remember, it's a short ride. Make every day count.
Cause I feel the same 